Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. With 24-7 support and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey everybody, it's Sam with Pro Wrestling Overtime. And yes, I watched Fastlane last Sunday. But I thought I couldn't sleep. I'll turn it on tonight. And I'm guess I'm pondering the tell of two different storylines and wondering why they were told that way. I'll take the first match first with Sasha and Bianca against Shayna and Nia. Due to them making this one of the main storylines we have seen this match now twice on two different pay-per-views with Elimination Chamber and now with Fastlane. Could this have been an interesting story? Um, no. I don't I don't really think so. I wonder who is writing this and why. Sasha went at it with Carmella at two pay-per-views. And then it was almost like, well, she had the Hell in a Cell with Bailey. She had Survivor Series with Asuka. She's had two pretty good matches with Carmella. Now what do we do with her? We've got to get her in there. She's one of the best wrestlers in the world. And for some reason, not sure why, they want to hurry up women's storylines and not tell them through. They hurried the Bailey's storyline and their friendship since 2014 put it into five weeks they didn't build the Oscar match hardly at all the Carmilla story was great but at that point they started wanting to throw Sasha with Bianca Belair and put Carmella as Bailey's tag team partner. 
I was willing to to go along on the ride with that for the simple fact that they were telling a believable story. I thought that they would come back around, I guess, to the Bailey storyline. Never dreaming that they would end up dropping them both. Meaning that there may go weeks without us seeing them. Or we'll see them one week and we won't see them for two or three weeks. Or we'll see Bailey, but not Carmella. Or we'll see Carmella, but not Bailey. And of course, anybody that follows their social media or the dirt sheets, they're showing up every week. You know, Carmella's talking about it on her podcast. So, why? Why have we narrowed SmackDown to one storyline for the women? When it was Bailey, Sasha, and Asuka, along with Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. But it was Bailey, Sasha, and Asuka that carried them through the pandemic era when no one else knew what to do without a crowd. It was Asuka yelling in Japanese, dancing, uh, either in the ring to taunt her opponent or up on the announcer's table. It was Bailey and Sasha yelling at Michael Cole, mostly Bailey, but talking to each other back and forth. They made the pandemic memorable, bearable, and actually at times very exciting. So how do you go to Royal Rumble? You have someone who is a star in the making and Bianca Belair win the Royal Rumble. Everybody predicted it. Everybody knew it was going to happen. Yes, I'm a conspiracy theorist. I believe her feet hit the ground when her and Rhea Ripley went over and Rhea Ripley should have won. Uh, Technically, they botched it. But, um, Bianca won. She's grown on me. I enjoy her. I haven't enjoyed the last month, though, for the fact that they have beaten Sasha Bianca to death. And I don't mean the storyline. I mean anybody they have taken on basically has beaten them to death. They have had so many losses. They do not appear strong. Why would you write that that way? It would have been better off for them to have two months of promos than to tell this Reggie storyline. Now, I had been yelling for three months to get Reggie off my TV or for Carmella to come and get her employee that I was done with him. She fired him, I marked out, 
And the next thing I know, he's ruining Raw. Well, Raw was already ruined, but that's a different discussion. So, somebody got the bright idea. We had Sasha and Bianca tag up for the tribute to the troops back in December. Let's do that again. Why? They're now facing each other at WrestleMania. They're not friends. Um, They've never been portrayed as friends. Sasha's never been portrayed as a mentor to Bianca. She didn't take her under her wing when she came up. Anything like that. Why would they all of a sudden be tag team partners? Unless someone made them. No one made them. Where is this storyline coming from? They then get the bright idea. Obviously, Reggie is a favorite of Vince's. I guess because he's a circus performer. I thought Vince really didn't like high flyers, but maybe he does. Somebody came up with this god-awful storyline and sold it to Vince, Bruce. Um, and I see it, and like I said, I'm sick of it. Do I want to see Sasha Bianca at WrestleMania 37? If you'd asked me that question in January, I would have said, oh yeah. Uh, Bianca is extremely athletic. The KOD is a nice move. She doesn't care to fly. Going up against Sasha. Yes, yes, I know She's only been in WWE when you sit down and think about it. Six years. Almost seven. But she has grown so much. If you go back and look at her very first match that she had in WWE. I'm not talking NXT. But the very first match she had in WWE to now. Unbelievable. Grown in leaps and bounds with her grappling game, with her semi-power moves, and her counter moves. But do I want to see it now? I'm not nearly as excited. I don't know... Did I want them to win the tag team title belts? No. They didn't deserve them. They're not a tag team. They're not even friends. They're nothing. So, no, I didn't think they should win it. So, you know, don't go there. No, I I had no desire to see Sasha Banks be two belts banks. But, I guess... They have just destroyed it for me. And I read one of the dirt sheets earlier, and it said, in order to save Banks versus Bianca, do they need to add Charlotte? I don't know. 
And I'm being honest. I Would that make it more interesting to me? Maybe. Because Charlotte has a connection with Sasha. They put on very good matches. Athletically, Charlotte and Bianca are similar. They're around the same height. I think that they would put on a good match. Can they put on a triple threat match? I don't know. Do I want to see that? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I think I would rather see Charlotte versus Bailey. Get them both on the card. And I'm willing to bet that Charlotte Bailey will steal the show of the women's matches. I'm I'm definitely willing to bet that they will outdo Oscar Rhea and that they will outdo Banks and Bianca. And maybe that's what they're afraid of. Why am I thinking all this? Is it because I read an article? No, I really wasn't even thinking about Banks and Bianca. I rewatched that match tonight. But it was when Seamus Drew came on that it popped into my head. They told this storyline over six months. Think by Drew was dealing with Randy Orton, Keith Lee, and they were bringing Sheamus in as Drew's old friend of 20 years. We all knew it's WWE. Sheamus is going to turn on Drew. It was just a matter of when. But in the meantime, they portrayed them as friends. As going out and drinking buddies. They showed old pictures of them back in Europe touring. Them both coming to WWE. And they truly proved to us that they were friends. The whole entire time this storyline is running, Drew is fighting for the championship, he's defending the championship, he's losing the championship, he's gaining it back, but they still have this Seamus underlying storyline. And I love when WWE actually gets it right and does this. And there were times where you forget Seamus is going to turn because they wrote it out some. Then when he finally turned, we got to see Seamus again. And what I mean when I say Seamus again, if any of you are watching several years ago. They didn't really know what to do with Seamus. They wanted to do something with him. They weren't sure. They put him and Cesaro in a best of seven match, and everybody was like, I don't want to see seven matches of Seamus versus Cesaro. 
Yeah, that tune changed after match one. I literally was like, give me Sheamus versus Cesaro every single show. It That will be fine with me. They became a tag team, and they were one of my favorite tag teams, the bar. Well, they called on Sheamus again, and boy, he delivered. And I'm not just giving props to Sheamus. Drew delivered. They sometimes were the best thing on Raw. Sometimes they were one of the only things on Raw besides the Alexa, Randy, Bray saga that I even liked. The last, I don't know, month has been unbelievable. They've gave them stipulations that make sense with their friendship with how they treat each other and it accumulated here at Fastlane and these two guys got with whoever their agent or producer was and drew up an excellent match that truly told an up and down roller coaster edge of the seat, what are they going to do next, who's getting hurt, who's not, oh my god, moments of a match. And I had seen it, but tonight I was still glued to my TV. But then I got to thinking, Bach. To the very first match of Fastlane. And how bad. They screwed Sasha up. She's the champion. Drew's the champion. They have made Drew so strong. They have made half of their audience want Bobby Lashley to put the Scottishman in his place. They've made the other half think Drew is a monster killer. He has beaten the living life out of Seamus. There's no way Bobby Lashley can compete. Three weeks away, well, it's two weeks away. And people... When you go on a message board, you go on Reddit, you go on Twitter, they are talking that much. It seems like WWE wants people to talk Roman Edge. I'm finding, and maybe I'm going to the wrong sites, I don't know, but I'm finding the groups that I'm getting in on Reddit or, or the people I talk to or see are talking... Drew and Bobby Lashley. All we saw in January were people talking Sasha Banks, Bianca. Bianca had just won the Royal Rumble pretty handily. Banks, like I said, was on a roll. She had 
beaten Bailey. She had beaten Oscar. Two of the best women in the world. Carmella came back. New wrestling style. New persona. And Banks handled her. Why didn't we tell a friendship story of Sasha getting beat down by Carmella, who was the heel, and Bailey coming to her rescue. Or Bailey, the evil, obnoxious seal that she is, talking Carmella into, you know, banning against Banks. Leaving Bianca out of it, having Sasha team up with um, Natty, with um, Naomi, bring her over. You could have brought Rhea up and did something like that. But always have that underlying storyline of where Banks is doing your rookie to Bianca. But keeping them out of this tag team situation and getting Banks wins, but in the meantime, Bianca is also taking on people and getting wins. Like Lashley, like Drew, and having these two women monsters put on a banger at WrestleMania 37. And then, you know, I hit the pause and decided I wanted to talk to you guys. And I thought, it is big. It all comes back down to after Vince Russo, Ed Farrar left, Vince didn't want, Vince McMahon did not want to be left. Without a writer. So instead of hiring a team of three. Or a team of four. He hired a team of 30. Well. You know there's a point where. It's overkill. You you might have two good writers out of 30. Or you might have five good writers out of 30. And it is. Extremely obvious to me that the people who are writing the Drew and Seamus storyline actually having chemistry and repairing the story between them. I thought this was going to end at WrestleMania. I don't think it does. If creative can get their act together. The story needs to be now of Bianca wanting to move on. Bianca's proven she's not a rookie. She's a champion. And she's ready to go after someone else. She's ready to defend herself. Sasha thinks this is a fluke. She thinks that, you know, it was stolen from her. That 
she was winning basically the whole match. He, I think, is making his way up to being on the Mount Rushmore of wrestlers, being in the top five, top ten easily. And I think he has proven that. Did you guys see, you know, the line salt that he did to, um, I believe it was Matt Jackson, who was hanging over. I thank you. Um, constructive criticism, love it, and definitely take it in mind. So, um, whether you're trashing me, praising me, or criticizing me, I read it, and I try to respond. So, um, that's, I think, enough said about that. But anyway, like always, I will talk to you guys soon, and I'll see you down the road. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. With 24-7 support and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.